0: On well, today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about the NBA's return or not return or wherever mm. the hell the NBA stands now. We are, we are doing our NBA update. It's becoming my favorite segment on the show uh, where we we basically recap what has changed in the last few days in the world of the NBA, Tate. We, we actually didn't do it last show because we did the Father's Day thing. So it's been mm. about a week since we've broken down all the developments in the NBA's quest to, to return, to crown a champion, to, to if you're a cynic, say – uh, give, a, give a title to LeBron is the whole reason mm. you're doing this. Mm. It's been about a week, and oh my God, the the details that have poured in in that week, we have to go through all of these. They they get more and more absurd uh, as you pour through them. But uh, it seems like it's still on track for... for <laughs> <laughs> To, to try at least, I guess. <laughs>
1: to at least happen, we think. I remember it seems like forever ago we did a show that said NBA is back probably. And that probably mm. seemed really solid. And now that probably is sort of, sort of over time kind of weaning away as we try to chip mm. at and answer these questions. And I, ha- I still have questions. I've kind of tuned out. As I've told you plenty of times, I don't believe it will happen, but it may.
0: If you're tuning out and you're like, "Oh my God, this again," and you're rolling your eyes, that's kind of the point. I think that's where we've arrived. With that, that we're just leaning into this segment because it's just uh, every day something comes out. There are guys sitting out now. Kyrie Irving's trying to start his own league. It's just like it,
1: it, it's almost like we should play the mystery music. We always do mysteries. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. did the Michael Porter Jr. mystery. When when he will he will he come back? Well, all that sort of stuff. We need to do that with the NBA.
0: Meanwhile, coronavirus is ripping through the country. Still, uh, there are are all sorts of developments uh, both in Orlando. In, in Florida, in general, and around the world of sports, um, it is it is just a very very interesting discussion that is not going to go anywhere. What are we like five weeks away from the NBA actually tipping off again? And I have a feeling uh, it's going to feel like five years because there's just going to be so much changing in those next five weeks. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna recap where we're at as of today. We're also gonna talk about. Uh, college basketball has been resurrected, yes. Tate. It is not mm-hmm. dead. So every time mm-hmm. a guy goes to the G League, it's dead. Cade Cunningham is not going to the G League. He's staying at Oklahoma State. Does that mean college basketball is back? I say yes. I say college basketball has been revived thanks to Cade Cunningham.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Cade. The G League, they, they were just chomping at the bit. They wanted to basically take Cade, put him in there, our six, seven point guard, our new Magic Johnson, nail in the coffin, college basketball, C Lair, C-Live V, all the rest of the terms that you could say. But instead, Caden Cunningham looks at himself. He talks to his coach, Mike Boynton, and they say, hey, there are pros that aren't Mm -hmm. just the pros. And they found Mm. the pros of staying at Oklahoma State outside of a tournament. And here we are. Uh, He's Mm. back. And we're back. This is good for us.
0: Is this where you enter the cash register sound? Ching, ching. I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: We're going to talk about Caden Cunningham. We're going to talk about the NBA returning. we're going to see whatever else Tate uh, wants to talk about. I will defer to him on that. We're going to get to all of it. But first. Woody Durham. All right, Tay. Before we get started, uh, the King Griffey Jr. documentary. Did you watch it? Did you not watch it? Your thoughts?
1: I don't have the MLB Network, uh, so I did not watch it. And uh, in fact, this is great. This
0: is perfect because it it,
1: it rather upset me because I started seeing all the clips online, and uh, I don't know if you and I have talked about this on the air on this iteration of the show, but you know, I grew up a Yankees fan, and Mm -hmm. uh, also like we like we learned a couple episodes ago, a huge King Griffey Jr. fan, and Mm -hmm. I'd always heard the story that Griffey never wanted to play for the Yankees. And it was one of those things where it was like the only thing I didn't like about King Griffey, you know, deep down. But I would never bring it up. You know, I don't don't want to relive that in my mind. Then I hear the story behind it. And I'm like, he has every right to hate the Yankees. Right? M- maybe I hate the Yankees. <laughs> and uh, so that was that was the one clip I saw. Of course, you watched it, right? Can you let me no know? I know
0: that. I was hoping you watched it because th- this is so perfect. <laughs> this is so on brand for us that we we do the uh, we talk about the Stosa McGuire thing. And we're like, when's the documentary on Griffey coming out? And everyone's like, gotta well, see it next, next week. And then neither one of us watch it. I was driving back from Colorado. Um, and just got I got back uh, uh, after it was already aired so I, I missed it but I'm going to try to try to find a way to watch it I saw, I saw the clip I saw the clip that you saw I was hoping you'd watch it and you would tell me how great it was but never mind I guess we're, we're moving on
1: I, I think I'll be honest with you I want to watch the doc and I want to do a whole episode on the doc so let's just save it you know what I mean okay. like, right. that'll be a TNT rewatchable classic whatever you want to call it and uh, we go all back on King Griffey because he deserves well, it
0: for God's sakes there's going to be no baseball this summer it appears <laughs> uh, the, the players saying when and where that was their whole thing I'm, I'm pro players on this debate of owners versus players i am generally always pro players when it's millionaires versus billionaires you side with the millionaires uh Mm -hmm. just kind of in general where you stand but man really tough look to just come out and be like you just tell us when and where as long as we get our prorated salary when and where and then the mlb is like all right 60 games prorated fulls full prorated salary Here's when it starts. Here's where it starts. And they're like,
1: hmm, ah. they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when and where. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm not saying they got a great deal because they did it. That's why they voted against it. But then you can't say when and where and then be like, also how and why and, <laughs> and who. And then start throwing in other qualifiers. Oh, it's so frustrating, Tate. Me and Dickie V, I swear. Are, are, do you want to join me and Dickie V? I think we're starting a college basketball reporter support group who are just disgusted by the way these these MLB talks are are going. Um,
1: well, I think that we're at the perfect point, right? Now, you and Dickie V, you just start your own league because I think that's where yep. we are in all these things. If, if you can't come to the table and, and bargain and, and create an agreement that everyone can agree to, then you just start another league. And I like I, the idea of splintering all the fans. Uh, people would probably watch your baseball league. Yeah. I mean, some people would.
0: I just don't understand. Like it, it, it seems like the players and the owners both kind of don't want to play at this point. Why don't you just yes. blame everything yes. on coronavirus yes. and get out of it and just keep your hands clean and just, just put out a statement that's like we feel like the safest thing, uh, given the the situation of <laughs> the pandemic, is to not try to 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 play. So we're not going to play, or like I, I don't know. There's there's so many different the ways MO, to handle the
1: it. mob said it perfectly. They said it is a logistical nightmare, and you know yeah. what they they want to avoid at all costs a logistical nightmare because you know what yeah. baseball is a very laissez faire, yeah. uh, a chilled, relaxing environment for all these owners, and they, they the thought of putting together this you know you know mapped out plan, especially when you look at the NBA and you see what's going on over here. I, they're like there's there's no way that these are the smartest guys in you know the big four of sports, yeah. and they're you know, they're not doing so great. So we know we're not going to do so great. Why expose ourselves to this whole thing? Right. So I understand it from that vantage point, but again, that is a very selfish vantage point. I'm <laughs> not trying to expose yourself and do a little bit of work.
0: Oh, uh, uh, what are we going to do? We,
1: we need sports.
0: Let's stop talking about the sad news. Let's talk about some good news. Let's start the show on a positive note. Positive vibes. Only Kate mm. Cunningham. It's coming back to Oklahoma State. Uh, we we talked about it, a, I think it was last week, uh, a week ago.
1: Who knows at this point? I yeah, mean, we, we've all lost track of time. Exactly.
0: Uh, the Reddit sluice un, un, uncovered that Cade Cunningham had deleted all of his Oklahoma State-related content from his – I'll be honest, didn't actually check. I did mm. not do the journalism. I did not either. I, I did not double check. I just saw someone on Reddit that said that, and I was like, yeah, cool, I'm running with it like it's fact. Mm-hmm. But apparently he had deleted all of his Oklahoma State stuff. He was liking photoshops of himself in Kentucky jerseys. People were a little like, eh, "What's going on here? What, what? What? Are we reading into this too much?" Not as it turns out, we were reading into it too much. Cade Cunningham puts out a video uh that he is returning to Oklahoma State. He he talks about loyalty, and, and loyalty isn't just like sticking around when things are easy. It's uh when you've been given a postseason ban, and you know this is your only year in college. Ah, uh, sticking around is true loyalty, and I respect him for that. It, he, it's it's absolutely true. It is really cool that he's sticking around, given that he doesn't have any idea if Oklahoma State is uh, going to play in the postseason. But uh, I I just like the way if he actually did delete all that stuff, I probably should have checked to make sure. I like to think that he did, and like this was all just like a way for him to get another commitment video out there. You know what I mean? Like he's he's trying to release as many commitment videos as possible. He wants this is great for the brand. I saw in the video he even had his signature at the end. Yeah, um, that was nice. Uh so maybe this was all just like maybe he was just trying to get everyone talking a little bit, in which case, well done, Kate. You did it.
1: Unswerving in allegiance. It, it it's what he put out. That was the name of the video. That he, he is back. He's gonna do this. He he's back with the Cowboys. Mike Boynton said he's been, you know, talking, knows the kid, knows his family. Uh like I Hired mentioned. Hired his top, family. <laughs> I, yeah, took care of the family. He said there are other pros outside the pros, and I thought that was such a great quote because mm-hmm. I haven't heard that one. Uh, as it relates to college basketball and that's pretty much what he told Cade Uh, again it was reported that Cade Cunningham had offers up to Mm $750,000 to sell his soul to go to the G League to disband college basketball altogether he said no I will be the savior I -hmm. will go and I will play college basketball and I think what he's done Mark Titus is the smartest thing that he could do because the expectations are off we've seen you know different iterations of this but if you have a superior season, right? If you're Kate Cunningham, you're six foot seven, you're a point guard, you run the show. Oklahoma State's back, everyone's excited, everyone, everyone's loving this team, and then boom, you can't go to the tournament. Everyone's gonna play the my favorite game in the world in sports. What if? Yep. What if Kate Cunningham? Yep. Had been able to go to the tournament, and it's not one of the, one of the situations where the reversal of this is the the Marcus Camby with Calipari, the Derrick Rose with Calipari, where we go, we see what the finish line is, and then it's a race from our memory. We we mm-hmm. never. We we can't remember that moment. No one knows. Or the Michael Beasley, you had this amazing season, and then you go and you you lose. You know, I think in the second round he lost. No, it I matter. think I,
0: I think people forget Michael Beasley so much at this point. He might as well like we should just rewrite history and say that he was banned from the postseason. Exactly. I, That's I, a, like I don't think that, a would be that would be better. That would be better. That, that yeah. way the
1: legend is larger. Right, right. You're, all you're saying is what if Michael Beasley in Kansas? Let's do it. State Let's, try made the it. Let's try it. Uh, okay. man, Let's try it. Man,
0: Michael Beasley not making the NCAA tournament, being wow. banned. This is this is what the Cade Cunningham reminds me of is when Beasley wasn't allowed to go to the NCAA tournament and that was just an absolute travesty and I just mm. hope it doesn't happen to Cade Cunningham like it happened to Beasley. I mean, could <laughs> I just, you imagine could you imagine Beasley in that
1: tournament? That that would have been unbelievable. I
0: feel like people don't even remember Beasley in college at all. They just like they vaguely remember that he put up monster stats, but he was a year after Durant to where it wasn't like he obviously he was killing, but it was in the Big Twelve at a school that does it, that wasn't Kansas. It was, let's <laughs> we'll put it that way. So he's basically following the same path as Durant, yeah. putting up just like video game numbers, and then ultimately doing nothing in NCA tournament. And I feel like it just kind of just got overshadowed by Durant the year before. And now everyone like remembers that Michael Beasley was a killer in college. But do you remember a single defining moment for Michael Beasley's career, like the, the time that he hit the shot or the time he had forty six and twenty three against? Iowa state. No, no one. I don't, I don't really feel like anybody remembers anything. No, other.
1: All, all I remember, Mark Titus is somehow his true shooting percentage, which I think was like 61.2, because every single person that yeah. you're talking about likes to throw that back out. And I think you're a hundred percent right in that. But if you're Kevin Durant, right. If Kevin Durant doesn't lose to USC and Nick young and those guys in the tournament, we remember if, if they're banned, if Texas gets banned, they're like Kevin Durant was was paid to yeah. come here in some capacity. We're, we're talking about Kevin Durant as if there was a there was no brainer that they would have won the tournament in 2007. Mm-hmm. Like they're the they're the national champions. They probably would have beat Florida. Mm-hmm. They probably would have beat you guys. No, I don't, no, 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 no I don't no. know about that, but you know, know but like we could talk <laughs> about that. And uh, I think for Kate Cunningham, that's what he was sold on. You could have a monster regular season. He's going to bring the regular season back, in my
0: mm-hmm. opinion. Oh, well, like if, if they win yeah. the Big
1: Twelve. We're just talking about, one, they stopped Kansas from this Big 12 like, phenomenon that they've been going on for the past 15 years. And also, we, we remember that season because you're like, man, Kate Cunningham and Oklahoma State, they won the Big 12. They won the Big 12 tournament potentially. but What a great run. If only they could have played in March.
0: Yeah, right. the, Uh I, all that is final. Well, Oklahoma State's going to win their appeal. They have to win their appeal. I think. I think Kate Cunningham coming. I think back he knows that. The, I, think yeah, he knows I think he helps well. there. I think it helps their. Ch- and if nothing else, if they don't win the appeal, I think they're going to at least get lawyers involved and muddy the waters and kick, move
1: it to can, next year.
0: Yeah, kick the can down the road and just like make sure the appeal happens. Like appeal enough to where. They they push it to next year. I think that's definitely going to happen. But uh, no, K County. This is awesome. This is great for college basketball. You know, like I, you and I like to joke as mo- about everybody talking about all the guys going to the G League and how it's ruining or it's killing college basketball. That kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, it's not. But the fact. That a guy did come back is pretty cool, and uh, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see him play. I'm excited to see him play at a non-blue blood as well. You know, I'm excited yeah. to, to to see that how that transpires.
1: <laughs> and I'm excited to just sort of see how we can muddy the waters. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at, at this point, with all the postseason bands, like we've done this so many times over. You know, it started in 1950 with with, with you know the the. Uh, the New York City, CCNY, what was it? CCNY, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. We, point we know shaving, the, the point shaving. Like, we, we've been doing this in college basketball for so long. We've been playing the charade, we've been kicking the can. I mean, even Northwestern in the 90s, they had point shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's so many different stories in college basketball, and we have these different bands and different, you know, situations. I like, think sometimes people get 10 years, sometimes you get a three year postseason band, sometimes mm-hmm. you can win a national championship the next year. We never really know what the variable is, but this time we know the variable. If Kate Cunningham is only going to play one year, he needs to be in the tournament. So let's kick the can.
0: Let's, let's, kick, kick, the, let's, let's kick, kick the can. can. Uh, shout out to by the way, the only team in history to win the NCAA tournament and the NIT in the same year. Yeah,
1: same year. I can do remember that. that. Uh,
0: also, shout out to the uh, Oklahoma State video team. They've just been hard at work the, 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 the past week or so <laughs> churning out these videos. Um Man, I don't. I don't know how. I, all those guys deserve a raise. That are the, the Mike Gundy, the, <laughs> the Kate Cunningham, like whoever's a, like that guy. That poor guy was like probably had like a, a really slow job during the pandemic, and then now all of a sudden it's like he's
1: got. I mean, what a joy he must have had on that last phone call when like the, he got to call Kate Cunningham's coming back. He's like, I I can make I, a I, fun video yeah, again. yeah, he's like, oh
0: my god, thank God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally. This is great. Oh man, yeah, kate Cunningham's back. Um, nothing else to really say. uh Thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers to Kentucky fans that thought they were gonna gonna land him. Um, I I I don't know. I I, I that would have been tough to see him transfer to Kentucky. I think it was always G League or Oklahoma State, right? But uh, no, he's coming back, so that that's cool. Uh, let's talk about the NBA a little bit, shall we? <laughs> yes. Can, let's we, can do we do it. the NBA update? Can we do the, the? We have a lot to talk about here. So first of all, I mean, I made just a list of bullet points of things to get to, and I feel Please. like he's ripped through the bullet points instead of trying to find a way to like weave them all together uh Kyrie Irving wants to start his own league he's considering that which no amazing (laughs) <laughs> amazing <laughs> it's not actually considering that I, I have written down that brian windhorst on sports center today said all of this is too big to fail he says that the, the nba is definitely coming back because it has gotten to a position where it's too big to fail um which i i feel like is exactly what you say when something is going to fail mm-hmm. so uh we have that going on meanwhile wednesday is the deadline for guys to withdraw we already have Bertons and trevor reza both came out today and said that they are not going to play uh Bertons is on the wizards he's a free agent he's got his uh He's got two ACL injuries. He's worried about maybe getting hurt again right before he hits the open market and he's going to get paid a shit ton of money. So he's like, I don't want any part of that. So we have guys already sitting out. The, 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 the deadline is Wednesday. But my question to you, Tate, is like what happens if Thursday comes around and a guy decides he wants to sit out? Are they going to be like, nope, sorry, you have to play? I don't think so. So like does this deadline actually mean anything? I don't know, (laughs) but it is Wednesday. So we're apparently, we have a hard and fast deadline of Wednesday. Uh, We have a hotline to snitch on people. (laughs) that guys in the bubble can call and say they're five and a half feet apart instead of six Mm -hmm. feet apart. Uh, Mm -hmm. Please punish them, NBA. We have rings that the NBA has made for the players to wear that track like their vitals and can apparently predict if they're (laughs) going to get coronavirus. But wearing the rings are optional. They also have these these proximity alarms is what they call them that the guys can wear that when they get within six feet of someone for more than like five minutes, they start beeping and say, please stay apart. But again, these are optional. So uh, <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people late night being like, is that an alarm clock? Yeah. What, is the, <laughs> what is going on? Both the ring and the, the, and the alarm are optional. There's no way any of the guys are going to wear them. Uh, mm-hmm. As soon as you say you don't have to wear this, all of them are going to be like, cool, and just throw them in the trash. They're not mm-hmm. actually going to do it. Meanwhile, the Toronto Raptors t- arrived in Fort mm-hmm. Myers today. Uh, it's not exactly clear why they're in Fort Myers and not Orlando, but they are. They're in Fort Myers, which is like three hours away, two and a half hours away from Orlando. Anyway, there's that. Uh, we also got this long list of rules within the bubble that, that the NBA has put out that they – that they have, I'll give them, I'll give them this. The NBA has like really, really taken this seriously. And, and we're going to joke about this today. We're going to joke about it basically every show we do from now until they ultimately cancel this thing. Cause I just do not see a world in which they actually crown a champion, but um, we're going to joke about it. But, it, but I should say it feels like they did take it very, very seriously. And they like really broke down every possible scenario. And, and to that point, there are no ping pong doubles. You can mm-hmm. play singles. They're going to ping pong tables, but no doubles. Yep. That's a very important uh, rule that they put in there. You, you can play cards, but you cannot use the same deck of cards twice. So once you use a deck of cards, you have to throw it away. That's written into these rules. Uh, the players are supposed to, before the game, get dressed in their hotel rooms, and then they get like taken over to the arenas. Uh, you're supposed to wear a mask at all times until you're on the court. After the games... They get taken back to their hotel rooms, and then that's where they shower and undress and, and change their clothes and all that. It all like Basically, the locker room setting is not going to be a thing. Meanwhile, they have this list of people that are allowed into the bubble. Barbers are allowed in. Manicurists are allowed in. Uh, hair braiders are allowed in, Tate. They have sponsors that are going to be coming to games, apparently, but they're not going to directly interact with the players or coaches. But
1: this is the way to, to appease the sponsors. Yes,
0: yes. The sponsors are going to be allowed to come to the games. And then meanwhile, the Disney employees uh, themselves can come and go as they please. Uh, meanwhile, Disney World is opened, is going to be open by the time this happens. And all those Disney employees can come into the bubble, out of the bubble, however they want because of like some sort of union rules or something. That, that's going to happen. Meanwhile, Orlando and Florida at large are seeing a massive spike in coronavirus cases. And we're supposed to believe that all of this is going to be fine. So that's kind of where we've arrived, Tate. Digest it all and tell me, where do you stand on this?
1: <laughs> I don't think we're going to be playing basketball, Mark Titus, at least in this capacity. And I say this because the CBA, and I look at the, the Chinese Basketball Association, I was w- watching what was going on over there. And as they were trying to piece this together, it, it's a lot of minutia, right? There's a lot of mm-hmm. problem, There's a lot of red tape that goes into this. Like What you just said is in a bubble, in a vacuum, Sounds possible, but yeah, in the reality maybe. Yeah. <laughs> of and maybe, maybe just maybe like in a video game, like in the Sims, if we set in all these different things, yeah. it could possibly work and be a functional tournament. But in the reality of, of humanity and in uh, the fact that we are all human people. And these are ba- not just basketball players, these are human beings. We're going to put them in this situation where they're gonna play two games of cards and then they have to throw them <laughs> away. Throw away. There's no way that's gonna happen. I can not guarantee you that just know about like about humans. You're Zero percent me, chance. Tell me when the guy that, that's running Splash Mountain walks into the bubble to get a smoothie and then walks back out, like Jimmy Butler's not gonna be mad about that. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like when he's having to wait to change clothes out of his sweaty uniform after he lost the game. Like he's right. gonna be upset about that. Like, there's there's so many like little social factors that are gonna be a problem. And then we get to the the whole fact that they've had to map out all these different scenarios, and the scenarios keep piling up. And yet, like you said, Brian Windhorst goes on the air. He says the NBA is happening. We've seen Paul, Pat Beverly come out and say, if LeBron says so, then it's happening. We we mm. we agree that that's going to happen. That modest, you know, second best player of all time uh, at Ohio <laughs>
0: State.
1: Uh, that's an official thing. Like, we know that it's going to happen. Everyone's all in. We know it's going to work. But, all in oh. all, it just doesn't really make any rational sense. Like you said, I mean, you look at uh, Florida right now. I mean, the, 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 Tom Habistro has been great on this. He's just been writing about coronavirus. It, it's also crazy that the NBA writers, the, the reporters, and give them credit and kudos yeah. the that we make fun of, they've now turned into, uh, you know, Fauci expert. Like, they're, they're, they're yeah, looking yeah. at Dr. Fauci reports. They're trying to guess spikes. They're dealing with all this other stuff. This has nothing to do with basketball, and then, like you said, Kyrie Irving is thinking about creating another league because he doesn't think this current league cares enough about the black issues that are at hand. Yeah, so it's like that's that is that is a tornado. It's crazy. Okay. Like how and, do
0: you how do you deal with that? And and all all it's full steam ahead. Be that as it may, um, because contract like it's got to just be like contracts have been signed and and they just have to like try. They have to try. So I'm I'm of the we've we've been doing this update where we do like what percentage chance do you think they're going to start? What percentage chance do you think they're going to finish? I put it at like 90 percent. I think they're going to start. I think I think they're so far down the line at this point. I think a game will tip off. I mm-hmm. think at this, like they're just willing to. They, they, they can't hit the eject button now. It's like there's. It's too. As Brian windhorse says, "Too big to fail," which is like. I'm
1: pretty sure the Titanic. That someone wrote yeah. that down in the notes is like too big to fail. If, <laughs> you, <laughs>
0: guaranteed. As Windhorse would say that, it felt like he, the whole reason he was saying that was like he was purposely just trying to get into the documentary about this whole yeah. fire fest of a, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, of yeah, a
0: situation. Yeah. He's like, that's the only,
1: and then the music hits. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like what can I say that ensures I will be in the documentary? Ooh, look, look, <laughs> Rachel, let's be
1: honest. It's just too big to fail.
0: <laughs> do, 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 do. What if <laughs> I told you? <laughs> there we go. That is per- that's a hundred that percent thing you say, uh, when it's going to fail. But I think they're gonna start it because I I think the reason you say that is because uh you're just seeing the the all, all the conversations that are happening behind closed doors are like we we can't move the ball to the five yard line and then you know, j- just not try to punch it in the end zone. We got to try to punch it in the end zone, whether they're going to get it in the end zone or not. I don't know, but they're definitely not just going to kneel the ball if if we're using a football uh, analogy mm-hmm. here, metaphor, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're going to get in the end zone. Tate. I think, no. I think, as you said, there, this is like <laughs> the more time that passes and the more details come out, just the more absurd this whole plan seems that they're trying to, and it just feels like the NBA is just so stubborn and they have to come back because mm-hmm. we've, we've we- come this far. Because the NBA,
1: to go back to your analogy, the NBA is doing exactly what was happening with the Seattle Seahawks on the one-yard line. And guess Mm -hmm. what's happening? Pete Carroll, a.k.a. the NBA and Adam Silver, they want to placate to their superstar. They want to say, this is your moment. This is your time, Russell Wilson or LeBron James in this scenario. This is your time to go down here, make this money for us, get this championship, get the Lakers back, save the day, be our savior again. LeBron James is like, let's strap up. I'm ready to go. Quick slant. I got it all day. And then <laughs> coronavirus is just sitting it's, out there. Malcolm Butler, yeah, yeah. and, he, and he's just sitting out there, and he's like, "I know exactly. They're not going to give this ball to Marshawn, and Marshawn is common sense. And the rest of us who yeah. sees all this tornado, or maybe it's Kyrie Irving, maybe Kyrie Irving's Marshawn. He's like, let's let's figure something else out." And I want
0: to, I, I want to mention a couple points here because I, I can feel uh, already people rolling their eyes at us and, and yes. saying that we are along with all of other sports media for somehow we've arrived at this point where sports media doesn't want sports to come back, which is a, a common criticism. I see what do we, of, what do
1: we say earlier? We want sports. We were just yelling about starting <laughs> I, our own baseball league.
0: Yes. I want sports. Uh, let me go on record saying I do want sports. Also, I, I, I I'm losing my mind at the people that are are uh, not. I don't know. I don't want to go down the road, but like the people that are that are downplaying the corona thing. Like not not only just like downplaying it in the sense of like I don't even want to get into the mask discussion. Like that that's absolutely absurd that that people can't just throw a goddamn mask on. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but. This idea that, like, because because we're seeing this around the the, the, the uh, sports world at large, you're seeing college football players are testing positive as they're mm-hmm. returning to campus state. And um, uh, uh, at least one golfer I saw tested positive. There are NHL guys. There are, are MLB guys. Premier um, this, League
1: guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. On down the line, this is happening. And it feels like a, a, a common reaction from the general public is, who cares? If if these guys are testing positive, they are the healthy, like this is a virus that only affects older people or at risk, certain at risk people. These are the healthiest of the healthy that we have in this country. Like let them play. This ultimately doesn't matter. And two points I want to make number one, the players themselves aren't the only people involved in this. So like, even if this is a case where zero, like if every NBA player gets it and every single one of them is asymptomatic and it's not a problem, that's that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about all the coaches, all the staff, all the the trainers, the all the all the people it takes to put this thing on um are going to be exposed. That's a problem. So if if we get a report that a bunch of players are testing positive, you can't just shrug your shoulders and be like who cares if they're not showing symptoms, they're going to be fine. That's not what we're worried about per se. We're worried about the older people involved in this whole operation. Number 2, there's this com- there's like th- there's this thing about like, death is the only bad thing that happens from coronavirus. I'm, I'm yeah, very confused yeah. about that as well. Like, the people are pointing out that the death rate is not particularly high. Um, as though that's the only bad thing that can happen if you get this disease <laughs> is you mm-hmm. die. Uh, never mind that, like, it, it, it rips apart your lungs. And we're talking about guys that are going to have to be professional. I don't know. The whole thing is just bananas. That, that I just wanted to make that point that, like, of course you and I want basketball to come back. Um, But this is the problem is like, it's not just that if guys test positive, we're going to shrug our shoulders and be like, who cares if LeBron got it? He's in great shape. He's not going to die from it. So let's just play some basketball. Yeah, we get that part. It's not about that. It's about all the the, the support staff, everyone else, Mm -hmm. the sponsors that are going to be like, I I don't know. So to that point, I I do not see how this is going to happen. I mean, you you brought up uh, Fauci earlier that all the, all the NBA guys are turning into Fauci. Fauci himself has said that the plan seems solid, but Mm -hmm as you said, it's if they stick to the plan and I, as more and more details are coming out, I just, I don't see a world in which they can stick to the plan.
1: It's a lot of, it's a lot of onus on the players and it's a lot of, you know, a pressure on the players to deliver an entertaining product. And I think at the end of the day, we're talking about something so seriously when it's entertainment, right? I mean, I mean, we love basketball and it is something that we desperately want to have back in our lives. You and I both can agree on that. I think, you know, everyone who's probably listening to the show would agree on that, but, It is entertainment at some level, so if someone like LeBron James gets a serious disease and has lung problems – his basketball career is over. That is a, a, a lump sum of money that that he ri- you know what I mean. Like yeah, there's yeah. so many layers to that. And that that is still talking about the but person that you even... said we're not even worried about him. You know what I mean? Like that's not even like Greg Popovich and these guys, Alvin Gentry says, I could not be a coach if if we go down here and yeah. they say I can't coach. That's jeopard- that jeopardizes my career. Right. So there's all there's the other like if you extrapolate it out, there's so many different factors, and there's so many important people that are in different positions that are at different ages and at different there's so many different factors that everyone is involved needs to basically be a priority because the NBA does not exist in in its form that people want it to exist in if these guys are at risk or put themselves at risk in something –
0: where to happen. Like there's no way that they're going to keep because I mean for God's sakes we saw the uh, the NWSL, the the women's the National Women's Soccer League. They're doing this tournament in Utah, right? And yep. and they're going to they're trying to do the same similar thing where they have like a little bubble and they announce and their league's coming back and they're going to play this little tournament to get everyone excited about the league coming back. Uh today news breaks that the Orlando Pride, which is the NWSL team from Orlando obviously, they're not going, and the reason they're not going is because they've had an outbreak on their team that multiple players have tested positive for COVID, and it's it, it's it's a problem. How do they get COVID? T- is it was it someone came to the training ground that had it? Was it the, no? The report is that they were the players themselves were told to self isolate, don't go anywhere, don't do anything, quarantine yourself, only come to practice, do whatever, whatever, and then we're going to go to Utah together. The players ignored that. They went out to clubs and bars. A few of them tested positive. Now here we are. If the if the national women's soccer league players are doing that, what hope do you think that NBA players, their entire adult lives since they've been in the league, they have had special treatment, just from, full autonomy and,
1: to do whatever yeah, they want. Full for autonomy. The yeah, they yeah. go
0: anywhere they want. The C's the part, they get mm-hmm. the best tables at the best clubs, the best restaurants. The free this, free that. They 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 are treated like gods wherever they go. Now you're being told to stay in the hotel for months at a time. Don't go anywhere. The, the the women's soccer players couldn't even follow suit. What what chance is there that the NBA players don't? I say it's a zero percent chance. They're going to leave. They're someone's going to bring it back, and then it's going to explode. And then the question becomes like, how comfortable? Where where is the line that the NBA is comfortable with of like the number of cases you get? And then I, I it, it for a week for a league that is so like progressive and and woke and like in tune with with the issue of the day and all that kind of stuff. Like it seems not, absurd. Not to according me. to
1: Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but right. yeah. Keep going.
0: But no, I mean, like I could, like I could see, the, we all, we, everyone thinks that, like, the NFL is evil or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and that the NBA is not. Um, so, like, the NBA has this reputation as, like, as the league that that always listens to the players and listens yep. to the the criticism and and what people are, you know, what people are saying on Twitter, all that kind of stuff. I cannot fathom a world in which there's like an outbreak and the NBA is like, let's shove this under the rug. Let's shrug our shoulders and say, we only had 300 cases and then we have over Mm -hmm. 900 people here. So that's only a third. We're okay. Or like, like there's no world in which they're going to do that. So I just, I don't know. I would love to be proven wrong, but I don't, there's no way they're going to finish the season. And
1: and yet again, it's all on the players. Like you've, you've created the system where, like you said, if someone goes out or gets coronavirus, like regardless of how it happens, it could could happen from someone coming from the park into the bubble and back out and they get it that way. But still, that person is going to be seen as, oh, they broke some sort of protocol. They did something to contract it or whatever it may right. be. So you're putting these guys also that have, you know, these brands and fans themselves, right? They're putting themselves in a position to be, you know, like if Rudy Gobert gets sick again, everyone's like, Rudy Gobert It's like, uh, get him yeah, off the yeah. jazz. You know what I mean? He's yeah. jeopardizing his career at that point. Like, there's there's all those different things. But the only thing I can think of as we point out all these different flaws is the only person that is winning in this whole situation outside of, as we talked about LeBron James is the guy that is in charge, he's the president of the players' union, And our plays association, and he's the guy that needs a championship. And his name is Chris Paul. (laughs) And he's also the kind of guy that I feel like would call a hotline and say guys are five and a half feet (laughs) (laughs) next to each other. And if you're Chris Paul and you're in charge of this and you got a young OKC team that's ready to ride for you, that listens to you, uh, you you sort of I feel like this is a great basketball environment for that. And if there's like, you know, a situation where you're playing the Utah Jazz and you know you see Mike Conley. You know, going out to get a beer the night before, or he's going out to space. Mike mountain. would
0: never. Mike would never. Yeah, but
1: if he, but if but who, no, 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 Who <laughs> knows if he did? If he did, Chris Paul might be on the line. Like you know what I mean? I just saw him. Well, anyway, what about? What about OKC? The money's on if they play basketball. Chris Paul and OKC. That's all what right. What about
0: fake snitching? I, I what? are the we is going to fake snitching
1: for so, sure? For sure.
0: Gonna...
1: <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about. It. Kyle Kuzma just reported that Kawhi Leonard was yeah, out exactly, last night with exactly, Montrezl Harrell.
0: Exactly. What?
1: <laughs> and it didn't really sound like Kyle Kuzma. It sounded like Caruso.
0: Someone's gonna <laughs> someone's gonna fake snitch and like say Trevor Ariza was out, and they'll be like, Trevor Ariza's not even here. Not exactly. you know, not uh, even. Uh, oh shit. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pat oh, throws the phone. I don't know man I I would love to see that but like as, as I just keep saying as more details come out and, and more details will come out there are going to be more developments that's the fun of the NBA update is that it is going to continue to <laughs> but I maybe I'm just being pessimistic but it just seems like what, what, what stood out to me is I feel like NBA writers are not turning on the NBA but there is a lot of skepticism around uh, the NBA writers and those those people want basketball they want to the, you know accuse us we're college basketball guys maybe we're haters and we want the NBA to not come back because they how come they get a tournament we don't get one if that's your you know but, it, but
1: that says enough to let you know that there is concern like if Brian yeah. Windhorst even goes on ESPN and says could the plan be in jeopardy that yeah. is a statement in and of itself because when it first came out Mark Titus you and I were on the show we said basketball was back and we had a lot of questions. Yeah. And it turns out that the players also had a lot of questions. And the fans and, and the rest of the league now, everyone's getting all these questions they're trying to answer. And uh, the only thing I will say, TBT coming back, that is a great test case for them, right? They can watch TBT. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad you brought it, it up.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because the uh, yes. West Virginia alumni team is not taking part in TBT because they had multiple <laughs> positive so, cases. I mean, that's football. what I mean. Like th- these yeah. are the
1: things that will come out. And then if you're the NBA, I, 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 that deadline makes no sense. Like what is Wednesday? Like you said, yeah, what is right. What
0: is what, what, like, what if I don't know, like the world we're five weeks away. So, so Wednesday happens and, and a guy's like, yeah, sure. I'll play. And then like three weeks from now, who the hell knows what the world's gonna look like, or what the what the pandemic's gonna look like? That the guys, or what? The, the, as you said, that, that doesn't even bring up the social issues. It doesn't bring up the injury concerns. That staying away from family. I don't know, because because that was the other thing that they 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 said that the family is not allowed apparently to come to the bubble until the second round of the playoffs, which means, uh, guys will have to be like it'll be about fifty days, fifty plus days away from your family until the family can come in, which you know isn't like. You, you know it's not the biggest thing in the world but at the same time that's not insignificant that's that's, that's no it's time it, to be away from your family and it also
1: could be i mean go ask one of these execs if they want to spend 50 days away from their family you know what right. i mean it could be considered inhumane at one level that, that 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 to me is the only thing for Kyrie irving and i know everyone likes to make the jokes about Kyrie. i think that is the fairest point that he's making about all this and i know that he comes about it in a very brash way and it's yeah. uh, you know a lot of people take offense to what he's saying but he is saying in my opinion the correct thing which is we are human beings. Yes, we play basketball, yeah. but I don't want to go sit in this isolated experience for everyone at home to be like, look, the world's back to normal. Yeah, like, yeah. That that that's not no. fair.
0: I, I, Kyrie's points were, were great. It's just, he's not the, he, you know, when, when nine out of 10 things that come out of your mouth, people think are crazy. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to forgive them. If that one, <laughs> no, that but, one thing that makes sense, they don't really like listen that closely yeah. to what you're well,
1: saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Bobani Jones said it best. He's like e- everything Kyrie is saying, but like at the end of the day, I'm not going to battle with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not
0: right, it reminds, yeah, me, it reminds <laughs> me of the, uh, the one onion headline where it's like the worst guy, you know, made a good point or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <how laughs>
1: It's very <laughs> like, Randy Quaid where it's like, man, yeah. that was a really
0: genius point, Randy, but man, the rest Damn, of the stuff. I, yeah. I'm really frustrated. It had to come from you. Yeah. That's where like Kyrie was making great points. It was just, you know, I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I, I would love to be proven wrong. Um, But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel great about it. My, my idea is this. Why? Cause, cause I, the, the, the concern to me is all the, the ancillary things. Like, you, you know, the, as, as I said earlier, I think, if you ask the players themselves, is coronavirus a personal threat to you? Like, are you worried about contracting it and it having a devastating impact on your health? I'm guessing all of them will say, no, like I'm not actually scared that I'm going to die from this or have lasting, you know, impacts based on what we know. Like, you know, there, there are outliers. There are a lot of people that are seemingly healthy that get, you know, very sick from this. And, um, but but I would say, like, in the general sense, as you observe the world around you, the people who are young and in great shape don't seem too concerned about it. So, like, the players, for the most part, are probably fine with it. It's all the other people around them that are the problem. So, my idea is this: tape. what if instead of trying to salvage an NBA champion, because, like, at this point, there's going to be an asterisk no matter what happens. I, I'm firmly in that camp. Like, there, no one's going to take this seriously, even if – you know, even if the, the the Lakers or Clippers or Bucks, like one of the best teams wins it, it's still gonna be like, come on, under those conditions, this doesn't count. So instead of trying to salvage that, the NBA obviously just wants to make some money. That this is all this is purely driven by greed at this point. Like it it, mm-hmm. it is bananas to, to think otherwise. Like every everything we're reading about this says this is a very, 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 very bad idea. And the NBA's like, full steam ahead, let's go for it. We gotta yes. make that money. Yes. So, make the money this way, Tate. You want to give people something to watch. You want to, you want to put the NBA on the, the national spotlight. Please don't say horse. <laughs> play horse from your own house in your own backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what if you take all the lottery teams and play for the number one pick and it's pickup basketball and there's no coaches? Nobody over the age of like <laughs> 35 is allowed in the building. All the people work – you don't even have commentators. Or the commentators can work from home. You just have to have one guy working a camera. And then you could have like – I don't know, Mark Jackson and Mike Breen and, and Jeff Van Gundy can be just like at home watching – Man
1: those. down, man yeah. down. Yeah, perfect.
0: Uh, And then have it all ha, – play for the number one pick. Do the lottery. Instead of doing the ping pong balls, do – it's pickup games where like uh, all the the shitty teams coach themselves – uh they just play pickup basketball, and they put a camera on it, everyone's going to watch it. And, and, and this is a great draft to do it anyway because the draft sucks. Like,
1: there's, Yeah, I was going to say, like, who even wants it? Who them cares? Like, like, yeah, the stakes, the stakes aren't games. even that
0: high. Um, it'll be awesome. I would watch that. And then, you know, like and then uh, you're just asking the players themselves to put themselves at risk, and they're you know, they're probably not going to care as much. And you don't have the question of, like, is Greg Popovich allowed? Is Mike D'Antonio allowed? Like, all these guys that are older and uh, whatever. You don't have to worry about that. No coaches allowed. Only players they coach themselves. It's basically pickup basketball. Bingo, bingo. And then we don't have to worry about, like, asterisk or anything like that because it's, it's, it's ultimately stupid anyway. The winner of the tournament gets the number one pick where they can draft LaMelo Ball or
1: <laughs> James yeah. Wiseman
0: or whoever, whoever. And then they do – whoever wins the draft then does ping pong balls to determine who they want to take as a number one <laughs> pick because, like, they don't really give a shit.
1: <laughs> I'm taking the Hawks. I'm taking John Collins and Trey Young. I think that's – uh in that tournament, I would take them. In the actual tournament that may not happen or may happen, I would take Chris Paul and the Thunder – Um, which is to say all of these tournaments are ridiculous, but I also like the people that care the most um, in these situations because they see it as opportunistic. Chris Paul will see that. In fact, as I kind of work myself back to all the players that are in this tournament, if Carmelo Anthony and the Trailblazers win a title, Carmelo Anthony is in the GOAT conversation. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so Carmel Anthony has everything riding on this tournament. Yeah. So yeah. don't doubt that. Uh, there's a lot of people that are everyone in, in LeBron's age group really wants to play in Orlando, and right. it's funny because. The whole family stuff for 50 days, like I feel like that's the group that is like supposedly getting over that. But I think they've come to church. They're like, yeah, it just is what it is. I got to go get this ring. Yeah, I got to get the ring.
0: <laughs> the family will still be there. I'm getting yeah. older. I don't have a. Yeah, don't every, have everyone's
1: been... like, we agree. Yeah, go get yeah, the yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I don't. know. All right, we'll uh, let's move on. We'll we'll keep tabs on this as it progresses. We will monitor the situation as we always do. Um, but. Yeah, man, I don't know. The, the, the fact that the NBA writers themselves seem to be scratching their heads and say, like, are we sure this is a great idea? I do know this. They, they, they are at the point now where it's it's the point of no return in the sense that, like, this is going to be remembered forever. No matter mm-hmm. what happens from here, it, it's going to be remembered. Like, they're, they're so deep into it now that if they do hit the eject button, Adam, that's why I don't think they're going to hit the eject button. They, they can't. They're too deep into it. Uh, so they're going to have to try. And then, maybe they beat the odds and they find a way to like not have anybody contracted or like, it's not that big of, there's not really a serious outbreak and they do crown a champion in which case biggest upset in sports history. <laughs> I'll call it. That's the biggest upset in sports history. If they find a way to award the Larry O'Brien trophy.
1: <laughs> I will say my final thought on this is that they play the headline game, the NBA, they run the headline game. They are the headline game. They love headlines. They love mm-hmm. news headlines. They love taking control of that narrative, but announcing that you have a bubble tournament in place without having talked to the players mm-hmm. that was getting ahead of the that headline was, game. And, yep. I, and I think that's something we can all agree on saying that the tournament will happen was probably a little bit ahead. And in retrospect,
0: picking like one of the worst cities possible.
1: Yes. And, and then deciding <laughs> to let Disney tell you where to play it. And then also letting them say, Oh yeah, Disney, world
0: yeah
1: <laughs> not just yeah. Not yeah yeah world if you're okay. making
0: a list of like the five worst cities uh to have during a pandemic the five worst cities in terms of like the, the cases that are spiking across this mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. um it feels like orlando might be on that list and they're yeah, like, no, yeah it's like dallas it and orlando right now, or phoenix
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again everyone is saying wait a second we're playing a tournament in the summer." Doesn't the NBA play summer league in Vegas? I, right, 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 right. Why didn't they no do sense. it?
0: Why didn't they do it in a? Uh, uh, it's North Dakota, right, or South Dakota? Where's Where's the one that Duncan played in with the uh, the G? Where's the G League or the the? Oh, team? oh yeah. The let's Pentagon.
1: just say it's just say South Dakota. I think yeah. it's South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. The,
0: the, the the they call it the Pentagon. That that gym that they have. They should have played it there. They should have just made the bubble there and played the games there and.
1: And honestly, I feel like everyone would have been really safe. And it would have been good for for Mike Dom. For all the Mike Dom fans out there, they're like, South Dakota's back, baby. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, man. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, uh, wrap this thing up.
1: Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Raycon. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're actually listening to. Not what your roommates, your neighbors, or sitting up in another, your children, et cetera, are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Mark Titus and I, we we love the Raycon mm-hmm. earbuds. Uh, we're big fans of Ray J and Brandy. And now we got the earbud. They're like, they, that's what I call my earbuds, Ray J and Brandy. Uh, the, 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 my favorite two things in the world. Uh, you already know Raycon earbuds started at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. And with six hours of playtime, their seamless Bluetooth pairing, and more bass, and a more compact design, they give you a nice noise-isolating fit. You have heard me talk about the company it was co-founded by Ray J, as I like I just said. But there are other celebrities that love it as well, like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Mm-hmm. Smith. They're all obsessed mm-hmm. with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com Tate. That's buyraycon.com Tate for 15% off Raycom wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Tate. Back to Titus and Tate.
0: All right, Tate, before we uh, get to shout-outs, close outs, I want to mention that Tuesday is the 48th anniversary of Title IX, which basically established women's sports as we know it today. Like my, my mom was one of the first benefactors of title IX. She, she was, uh, she played sports her entire life. Uh, and then in the seventies, she was lucky enough to be able to play high school basketball, officially sanctioned in Indiana. She went to play at Purdue. She's on, she's one of the first, uh, 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 Purdue basketball players ever in the program's history. And then, uh, we, we know the rest of history. She's a legend. All that Laura kind of legend. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Course. Yeah. Is there any women's athlete, women's team that has, uh, stood out to you?
1: Yeah, get ready to roll your eyes. Uh, But it's a pretty easy answer for me. It's Mia Hamm. You know, Mia Hamm, Mm. uh, she won four national championships in five years uh, at the University of North Carolina. Um, Mia Hamm, basically, I I played soccer. Mia Hamm was probably my favorite soccer player, which happened to be, you know, a woman, which is a a little bit different, I think. You know, growing up in in that era in the 90s, just like the coolest team. Our soccer team was great. Uh, actually, no, they weren't. They were terrible. So they were losing all the time. So I like <laughs> pulling for the winners. Uh, I love pulling for ham and uh, mm-hmm. obviously the North Carolina ties. You know, played a little bit
0: of a role in she that. Won a national title, North Carolina. Yeah, four was and she, five years. Did, was she like the? Was she like the North Carolina OG? that like, uh, or or was North Carolina's program awesome, and then that's why she went there, or is it like? It became awesome because she went there and then everyone else followed. Anson
1: Dorrance was there and it, it was awesome. But like she, I mean, that was the, I, w- I, w- I would say that was the apex, right? That was when everyone was pointing yeah. to the greatness of North Carolina. They were, like I said, four titles in five years. And the only reason they didn't win, she took a year off to play in the inaugural uh, Women's World Cup in 1991. So she took a year off, played in the World Cup, came back to North Carolina, won a title. Um, Again, so that was a uh, that was a crazy uh, period of time, and then the only other uh, athlete I want to point out was Annika Sorenstam. I feel, okay. I feel, I feel I, I'm a big golfer. Uh, my dad was just on the show and pointed that out. Annika Sorenstam in 2005, she was Tiger Woods, but for the LPGA tour. Mm-hmm. um, I remember her against Lorena Ochoa in a playoff at the Safeway uh, Classic back in 2005. Watching that uh, all the way down to the wire, and then the next week she won the Kraft Nabisco uh, Major. Uh, and then she won the U.S. Women's Open later in the year. And Tiger obviously won the Masters that year with the big chip in, and it was like the height of my golf. And it was just two ultimate competitors and winners. And uh, shout out to those two. What I
0: happened think. to what happened to Michelle Wee on the LPGA? Was it well, she- Annika Sorenstam is
1: way. She was before Michelle Wee. She played yeah. in the the the. Bank of America Colonial event, I think, in like '03 yeah, yeah. or something like that. And Michelle, we came after the fact, and then Annika Sorenstam sunned her and was like, "I don't know why she's trying to play uh, in on the men's tour during a major week when she can't even make the cut." In our, majors. oh,
0: that's right, that's right. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. That was like a whole thing because Annika yeah. had already gone out there with the men and really, you know, competed. Well, Annika is a beast. First, she foremost.
0: was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. that be known. Oh my God! Uh, my my uh, my celebration of Title nine is going to be the 1999 Purdue women's basketball team. Uh, oh, yes. I was I was super into women's basketball when I was growing up, which I understand. Uh, everyone's going to make fun of me for that, but get, get over yourself. Purdue had a really good program in the 90s. They ended up winning the national title. They beat Duke in '99 mm. to win the national championship. Stephanie White, Yukari Figs, Katie Douglas. I was all in. My mom was like crying. She's watching like the, the, the program that she basically saw. What shocked. was Bill Titus doing? He's throwing a he's, fit. He's crossing <laughs> his arms. He's like, ah, rah, 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 rah. three point line. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my mom, like basically, you know, like I said, she she wasn't the exact first player in Purdue history, but she was like one, one of the first few teams in Purdue women's basketball history. And then in 99, they won the title. And uh, I got to watch that with her. And it was so cool. And I was 12 years old. And at the time, all the girls I was watching were much better players than I was. So that was like, you know, that, that actually made it really, really fun to watch. It was like, yeah, they could kick my ass, which by the way, a lot of the women, a lot of the guys shit on women's basketball out out in the world. Like I I already know people are going to tweet at us and be like, Oh my God, women's Mm -hmm. basketball, whatever. But I should say that like, all most of the people that shit on women's basketball would get absolutely schooled by that. Absolutely worked, yeah. yeah absolutely I mean, that, worked. That, that's a
1: hundred percent a fact. And I I want to point out as well. You mentioned loving women's basketball. Like I loved Ivory Latta and those North yeah. Carolina teams, and it was like she was just like Raven Felton and. When you can't dunk and you're like a, like when I was 11 years old, right? Like women's basketball is actually more fundamentally sound than men's basketball. So watching women's basketball, the way they pass and the like all this stuff, it's it's almost like a fun, more beautiful game to watch at times. And uh, people that shit on it just don't watch. So, yeah, I'm not,
0: I'm not going to pretend I'm the biggest fan of the world and I I religiously follow the WNBA or anything like that. But like those, those uh, women are unbelievable. They actually are. (laughs) I I remember Katie Smith came to Ohio State. She, She was like a WNBA legend and she would come to Ohio State and work out in the summers and she would just play with the guys and she was so goddamn good. It was unbelievable. I'm, I remember
1: <laughs> I, I saw Cappy Pondexter like out in Venice one time, just playing pickup with people. And she was just like making dudes fall down and just like, yeah, that's them, what like, I think. Yeah. I think the
0: WBA, like here's, here's a, here's a marketing idea for the WBA. Do like what Scalabrini did where you just challenge people and then you would just work them and punk them and then. Yeah,
1: exactly. Shut yes. them up forever. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: Diana Diana Taurasi should just do like the WBA should just do a concentrate. I mean, they don't, I guess, they don't want to do that. That's the whole point is like, they Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to do that to earn your respect or whatever. But at the same time, it would just, it would be great. It would be so fantastic to just find guys that like Katie Nolan did that. She, she did the thing where like, you know, people would tweet about kickers missing field goals. And then she would, she found those people that tweeted and then made them kick a 43 yard field goal or whatever. And they blew it. I feel like you should do that. Like take everybody that's talking Mm -hmm. shit on all the WBA players, line them up, have them try to guard Diana Taurasi. Bingo bango bongo. Shout out Title Nine. Shout out to the ninety nine Purdue women's basketball team. Shout out to the uh, uh US women's national soccer team which is like mm. the one it, it is funny because like all all the guys that roll their eyes at, at women's sports it does seem like every time the world cup comes around like this country just rallies behind
1: yeah they're <laughs> like i love alex morgan yeah, uh, yeah i love yeah. all yeah yeah we rally everyone we too. rally
0: behind the uh, the u.s women's soccer team in a way we never do with the men um and with the men it's the exact opposite like even <laughs> even when the men win just everyone bitches they're like i can't believe we only beat yeah that, yeah <laughs> everyone hates the way
1: we play that's all it is everyone complains <laughs> yeah. about the way we play
0: yeah it's uh it's amazing any other shout outs before we go take
1: uh let's shout out pistol Pete Maravich on the show uh mm-hmm. both of our fathers decided that he was the goat in, in the game of basketball um both of us rolled our eyes at that because we knew that was a foregone conclusion but it is his birthday if you have not seen any of pistol Pete's highlights it is uh it's honestly some of the behind the back passes and some of the no look stuff we, we talk about no look passes in today's games but we always see the guy look and then look away and then make the yeah pass. yeah like pistol Pete was the actual king of you had no idea where the the ball is going to go. In fact, I don't think he knew it was like a uh, it was a feel, and uh, I miss uh, you know just that that kind of basketball sometimes with just like Pistol Pete playing that way, and uh, it's it's like very schoolyard. So go watch some highlights.
0: It's it's made more impressive by the fact that he was playing in an era where like everyone was so. Yeah, like, dribbling like
1: this. Yeah, like yeah, Hands yeah. on top of the ball. Yeah, <laughs> everything
0: was so fundamental, and like coaches would bench your ass if you threw the ball away and all that kind of stuff. But when
1: your dad's a coach, you can do, like that he is, is the true. ultimate emphasis of he can that just is do true. whatever he wanted. That is
0: true. I thought about this uh, when when Kobe died. Um, mm. It 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 hit me that there aren't really that many legends like NBA. It's 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 kind of crazy how many NBA legends are are living. Like how many uh it, it's basically like kobe pistol Pete, and wilt chamberlain are like the three like um i don't know how to i don't know how to phrase it in my mind because like there are obviously a lot of hall of famers that have passed it, like george mikan and um but i'm trying to think like just guys that are just like
1: when you talk about like you know, the pantheon the top the pantheon 10. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, the
0: yeah. ultimate like yeah like just absolute unbelievable legends there there's it, it, it's it's kind of wild how many are are living or like it's 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 great it's been great like i think that's part of why like the, like. the One of many reasons why Kobe dying was kind of shocking is just like you really don't stop and think like, wow, basketball has like all the legends seem to be alive. And Pistol Pete, Kobe, and Will are like the three. But uh, yeah, Pistol Pete would have been 73 today. He also – I I wanted to mention – You go back and watch his highlights. Inevitably, you'll notice that he had "pistol" on the back of his jersey in quotation marks at one point when he was Mm -hmm. playing for the Jazz. Which I want to bring that back. Can we get that back? Not just on Christmas Day or with like the special. Yeah, they tried that
1: the one year with the Heat where they had like the King and like Mario Chalmers, like Super Mario and all that stuff. Uh, But it it should be one guy. It should be be one guy. Yeah, like it has (laughs) to
0: be like. uh, you know, like if, it, I don't know, it can't be the whole team. It has to be a guy that like actually goes by that nickname. And, uh, but yeah, that's probably a can of worms. It's going to end up being worse than.
1: I was going to say the best version of that, like a revisionist would be if Bird had Tweety on the back. Cause everyone called him Tweety Bird and he just had Tweety in quotations. That'd be good.
0: They just put Larry legend and that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who I, I remember the Pistons too uh, used to have their first names on their shooting shirts mm. uh, when they come out and they'd say like Isaiah and Bill and uh, Joe on their uh, on the front of their uh, their warm up shirts. That was always cool. I want I want to see more of that. I want to see and like uh,
1: the cursive writing with the number and then Yeah, yeah.
0: good. Uh, awesome. cool. I want to shout out a couple guys that were throwing some shade on Father's Day, some college basketball shade. Uh, first of mm. all. Uh, we have two friends of the program that that beef at all times. This is a rivalry that goes back a, a few years. They are Mick Cronin, who's the head coach of the UCLA men's basketball team, and JP McPhee. what? <laughs> AKA JP Sleeves. Um, they they famously got into a fight when they played uh, when, when when JP was at Xavier and Mick was at was at uh, Cincinnati. Um, their feud is not indicate. They they continue to to beef. And on Father's Day, JP McPhee. What did he tweet? A picture of him of of Mick Cronin on his shoulders, was it?
1: Yeah, and said, Happy Father's Day.
0: And he said, Happy Father's Day. Beautiful, beautifully executed. And also, I noticed that Grant Williams tweeted a picture of himself holding a child on his shoulders. Or he photoshopped a a man holding a child. He put his (laughs) his face on the dad's uh, body, and he put the Vanderbilt logo on the child's body. So shout out to those two guys. They have been out of college for a few years now, and they're still throwing shade at their old rivals. I love it.
1: And I love that J.P. Sleeves is uh, – we, we met him, uh, what, 2017 at the Final Four about three years ago now, and he was willing – and oh he was an open book. He told us the whole back and forth with Mick Cronin. He did not say it in a favorable fashion. He just told us the truth, the bare bones of it all. We enjoyed it. We thought it was hilarious. And, again, the fact that – I don't know if it, Mick Cronin is still invested in that rivalry because, again, he's at UCLA – but I do like the J.P. sleeves. I know he saw it. He had to have seen
0: mm-hmm. it, which is great. J.P., uh, we went out. We, we were at a bar with him till like 2 a.m. the night before, one of the three-on-three three, uh, uh, days. Yeah, that he was playing then, in. Yeah, yes. that he was playing in. And then the next morning comes around, and he's got like the first game he's supposed to be playing in, and he's got a sore hammy or something, and he's like, I can't do it. And yeah, he was in a full
1: <laughs> sweatsuit, and he just talked to us the entire time, and his team lost. <laughs> well, we were like, and, yeah. Uh, we, were like, we were like, J.P. sleeves. what a man.
0: <laughs> Sore Hammy is the uh, is is I guess what we're calling it. Uh, I love it. I want to shout out Snacks, uh, mm. the, the guy. Uh, what, what school is he? Was he from Jacksonville State? Was it? Yes. Was yes, that the school? Yes. The yes. big manager who came in and uh, uh, captivated the country. Um, had the wet jump shot. Uh, we we all know the Snacks story. He won an ESPY last night, Tate that's stories. great I,
1: no as soon as you said that when you said i want to shout out snacks i was like that is such a great branding like I, we do love snacks here on this program uh yeah we do love snacks the actual guy uh the actual player and then yeah he was talking on twitter right before he was like simone piles has already won an sp it's my yeah. time uh yeah that was great uh speaking of the SBs, shout out kevin love um i think the kevin love uh, redemption arc or whatever you want to call it the fact that kevin love was just getting uh, obliterated by people when he was playing in Cleveland early on in mm-hmm. 2015. Uh, he wasn't living up to the hype that LeBron wanted to be. All these sorts of stories. He comes out, talks about depression. I know, Titus, you know, you've you, you mm. talked about that before, but I, I think, you know, Kevin loved getting that moment. I think that was great for moving forward and I, I hope people are more open with those types of things. So that was good to see at the ESPYs as yeah,
0: well. Yeah, Kevin Love, uh, we both have mental health problems in common and we both have uh, former fat guys with disgusting beards in college that have mm. lost some weight and actually taken pride in their appearance in common. We, 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 have, we have both of those things in common. Yeah,
1: and, and then people come up to you and go, wow. And then you're yeah. like, why, why didn't you say anything before you jerk? You know what I mean? Like, what you this is one of my
0: about? tips to all the young people out there. Uh, if you're going to get fat and be ugly, do it when you're young. It, it seems counterintuitive because you're like, this mm. is my, these are my formative years. These are mm. when I'm supposed to be attracting women or, or men or whatever <laughs> you're into. Um, so I should be in the best shape and look the best. False. That is not Pass. what you should do. Mm -hmm. be disgusting be hideous uh when you're young and then what happens is as you get older those pictures are what people judge you by they're before pictures yeah the best the best thing you can do is be just an absolutely disgusting mess on your wedding day and Mm -hmm. have because those are the pictures you're going (laughs) to hang in your house and the the worst thing you want to have people do is go up to you and be like oh my god look how handsome you used to be you're a disaster (laughs) now so you want to turn it on its head be an absolutely disgusting mess mm-hmm. the moment you get engaged just start eating everything drinking mm-hmm. everything so you're nice and fat <laughs> uh get a terrible haircut for the wedding and then get yes. back in sh- get back in shape after you get married bam five years into the marriage you have some people over for for a little dinner party they're looking at your wedding pictures and they're like oh my god what a glow up that is my yeah. advice to you if you've learned yes. nothing else from this podcast write that down kid
1: take that take that home write that down uh and it'll be great yeah it'll all work out um man.
0: I want to shout out Guy Fieri, uh, who is about to get my one of my hometowns. I have many hometowns, as you know, Tate. Uh, my adopted hometown of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, everyone's up in arms about Christopher Columbus having this town, having the city of Columbus, Ohio named after him. Mm-hmm. And the statue has come down outside of City Hall already. And there's now a petition to get Columbus, Ohio to change the name to Flavortown, Ohio, in honor of Columbus native Guy Fieri. Your thoughts?
1: I saw this, uh, I don't know, maybe three or four days ago, and it was, I'd say, in the infancy, and I feel like it's picked up steam. Of course, Uh uh, a colleague of ours, Big Cat, he put it out to the world, so those people are fired up now. Uh, The Guy Fieri, those people people are fired up. Uh, You know, they love that. Uh, And uh, so so I do feel like it has momentum. Um, I don't know what Uh it says about the world that we live in today, but I watched Idiocracy the other night, And I don't know if people have seen that movie with Luke Wilson. Um, And it is pretty much to a T what we're, we are walking towards and naming a city flavor town is, is one step closer. And I do think that I think it's a good thing. Okay, I think think it's a positive. It's a plus positive, but also the fact that you have to say the, the the Ohio state university located in flavor town, USA, you know what I mean? That that to me (laughs) is going to cause some problems.
0: Hold on. What if we get rid of the flavor or the town? I mean, it's just flavor. It's just flavor, Ohio. That sounds fine, right? Flavor. But they,
1: need, they need flavor. Like the food has to have seasoning. If that's the case. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, the, that's the great
0: part is that it's in the Midwest. We we put like maybe a touch of salt and a touch of pepper on things, and that's about butter it. and salt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget when I took Kyle to Nancy's for the chicken and noodles, and I was like, "Dude, this is the greatest meal Columbus has to offer. It's unbelievable. They make this big plate of mashed potatoes. They throw chicken and noodles on top. You got green beans. You got a big roll. I'm like, dude, you're gonna love this, guy." If I know anything about Kyle Crichton." I know he's going to absolutely love this. And he had like three bites and he's like, this is the most bland meal I've ever had in my life. And I was like, uh-huh? <laughs> how can this, you're, be? Not, you're like, you're not getting the flavor of the green beans and the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the chicken. <laughs> you don't just taste like the three pounds of butter in this. Like, I don't understand what else you, you want from this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's flavor. Like the city is already named after a guy who, you, you know, we, we already know all the atrocities, the guy that literally committed genocide. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Kind of a problem, I'll say it. Not good. But beyond all that, Christopher Columbus never even set foot in America, much less Ohio Tate. Why are we naming? Why are we naming a city in Ohio after him? He never even set foot in America. Yeah, um, Guy Fieri did. So I, I think you start there and you say, is,
1: is there anyone else? Like, is there a second pick? You know what I mean? Like, because, like, like you said, like um, Sir Walter Raleigh. Like he, he was not a great guy either, but he did show up in Raleigh. I'm trying to so think a, of
0: Columbus natives. Uh, you got. I don't I don't think Jesse Owens is from Columbus, but he went to Ohio State and he would mm. obviously be a great, a great mm. like and Owens is kinda like neutral. Like you can call it Owens. Owens,
1: like, Ohio is cool. Oh oh
0: the double mm. O is cool. Mm. Um Jack Nicholas is from Columbus. Mm. Uh Beverly D'Angelo is from Columbus. I know her from uh, uh the uh, uh vacation movies with Chevy Chase. Yeah, <laughs> we we know her. She's from uh she's, she's from great. Columbus. I'm trying to think who else is from Columbus. That's a pretty I good list. I, I think
1: that you need to just keep throwing other names out because I do feel like Guy Ferreri is not even pushing this. You know what I mean? It's not even his initiative. He just yeah, like, someone decided like, that. and He's like, what? Like <laughs> I don't, I don't want to change that. Like I, I own Flavored Town. That's my trademark. That's what he's thinking.
0: Well, well, well. Uh, I, I, it's obviously not going to be Flavored Town, but I am curious if they're going to try. They're, they're, they are they can not change the name, right? They can't change the name. I but, think they can. I, I think, we're, can. I think
1: we're in a world like Yale. There, there's a chance That's Yale might like get changed. Uh, yeah. Which I, I mean, as someone that didn't go to the Ivy League and looks at them as the elites. Uh, I love the idea of changing the name of Yale so that'd be yeah. great um yeah so there's a chance there's always Can a chance I just
0: say as uh, uh, where I fall on all this issue of name change I, I fall firmly in the takedown the statues and I don't just mean the confederate statues I don't just mean the slave owners I say take down all statues Tate. I I I I'm on record I think it's uh it's, I think the idea of statues are pretty weird if you really stop and think about it this idea that like <laughs> We love this guy so much. Let's make a fake bronze version of him and then like hang him up right there. It's a very bizarre thing to do. And not to mention like the whole reason statues started in the first place, the whole reason people like started making statues is like they're making them for like gods of war that like, yes. yes, (laughs) Like Leonidas, like uh, defeats like this army that was going to wipe out our entire civilization. he bravely stood there and and took down 7,000 soldiers with his bare hands. And like, we got to commemorate this guy. And now it's like Jerry Richardson owns the Carolina. Panthers. <laughs> <statue for him. laughs> there are too many statues. There are just too many statues in general.
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree with all this. Take down all the statues. Uh, there, there's no time for that. And it, it's funny. That the same people that are upset about the statues coming down, like in their book that they're talking about, like, it's like, don't worship idols. And they're like, yeah, right. The- <laughs> right. I know. That's, what I, that's what I'm looking <laughs> what at from that point
0: on. of view. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what, what? It's, I didn't realize we had this many statues in America. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, we should. I think, I think the way you do it is every 100 years we vote on the one person in the last 100 years who's most deserving of the statue. And then to bring it full circle, that person will be Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Flavortown, USA. If we know how this country <laughs> works. Could
1: you imagine if they replaced Christopher Columbus with Guy Fieri uh, with the sunglasses on and everything in bronze? The finger and the, guns. And, and the city center He's like whipping up, driving the car. On oh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> That's great, that's great. Flavor Town oh, USA. Oh man,
0: anything else? What else we got to hit? Is that it?
1: I think we covered it all. Honestly, uh, we're hoping for basketball. We we are with everyone. We want basketball yeah, back. I, we, we, I, you can't stress that enough. Yeah, I, we we need basketball, basketball
0: back. back. The TBT was puffing their. You want to talk about like getting a little ahead of yourself and puffing your chest? TBT comes out says, uh, as the NBA is figuring out whether or not they're coming back. God damn it, we are <laughs> back. we are back. We, we are back. Are back. <laughs> And then, oh, by the way, one of our teams is now not back because they mm. tested positive. But, but great news, guys. No one else is going to test positive. That was the only team that's definitely going to test positive, And we're definitely not going to have a situation where, like, nine teams on day one of our tournament are going to have to forfeit. And
1: <laughs> in, in the words of Dick Vitale, let's all wear our masks. That's all Dick Vitale put out to the world today. That was his quote of the day. Let's all wear a mask. Let's all stay safe. And then hopefully, eventually, we'll have basketball again.
0: Uh, Premier League is back. Who's your Premier League team?
1: I mean, I, I honestly, let me just tell this is how I feel about this. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe any of these Americans when they say they have Premier League teams. Like, yeah, you may have started pulling for Tottenham in 2014. That's great. I, I'm happy for you. I don't, I personally, I'm a player's guy. I don't, I don't fall in love mm-hmm. uh, with, with particular clubs. If I had to pick one, it would be Newcastle. Ooh, and it's okay. all because of goal, the movie goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it came out like 2004, 2005. A lot of things happened in 2005 for me, but one of them was goal. Guy played for Newcastle, made me like Newcastle. Never been, uh, like the jerseys, but that's all I got to say. Who do you, are you a Liverpool fan? Everton? I feel uh, like most Americans are Liverpool fans.
0: Who's in first place right now?
1: <laughs> I think Man City. So you're a Man City I'm fan. Man
0: City, then. Man City, definitely <laughs> Man City. No, I'm for Worcestershire uh Football Club United, mm. is my uh, team of choice. They're Division IV. Um They, yeah, no.
1: Newcastle's not in. I don't think
0: they're even in it anymore right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way as you. I enjoy watching the Premier League, but uh I don't really you know, but but, but don't you remember the idea what... of having a team is weird. Like the one team I I liked back in the day was was Man United because of Wayne Rooney. Mm. Um I feel, I don't know if I've told this story. Like I Wayne Rooney's the reason I got into soccer because I was watching the World Cup in 06. And uh, he was like nineteen and he was just trying to fight everybody. And I thought soccer players were the biggest wusses on earth because I was mm-hmm. I was a red blooded American from Indiana. Of course I did, you know, like that's mm-hmm. how I was raised. Um, was to think that football players are tough and soccer players are wusses. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching Wayne Rudy just try to fight everybody and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my god, if that's like I like that guy. That guy mm-hmm. is a soccer player I can cheer for. And then I I looked up what team he's on. It was Man United. And then it just so happened to work out that like Man United was like dominant during that era. <laughs> so like when I'd watch Premier League games, I kind of cheer for them. But then I kind of felt like a douche because I was like, I'm just cheering for the team that wins all the time. This is weird. yeah,
1: it, it's kind of I, I would say like when you asked that, I was like Barcelona's my favorite team. But it all started because I was a Thierry Henry fan. He was my favorite player. Thierry Henry got traded to Barcelona. And then I learned about Samuel Eto, And then I learned about this kid Leo Messi. With the time was wearing number 19. Yeah. And then I'm like oh man, I like Puyo. I like all these guys on the team. So now I'm a Barcelona fan. And then like you said, my brother who's four years older, we start playing FIFA. He's like, you're such a herb. Like, why are you playing playing with Barcelona? I'm like, that's my favorite team. What do you mean?
0: Uh, yeah, I can't tell. Like the first, the first three years that I owned FIFA for the first time, I think every game I played was Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> That's the red blooded. <laughs> every, one. <laughs> every one of my friends was just Real Madrid versus. We should, uh, Fox, put out this. Great, uh, we did the Fox mm. social team to put mm. out our, our graphic of our Premier League teams, and you picked Barcelona, and I picked mm. Bayern Munich. I want to see that happen, and and then just. Watch the, it just, it, yeah, just see the <laughs> reaction.
1: People like Bayern Munich, guys that are like huge Bayern Munich fans that live in Columbus, Ohio, are telling you why you're not yeah, a Bayern right. Munich fan. <laughs> like, what?
0: Our, our two favorite English teams are German and Spanish. Yep. Mm, mm. All right, that's the show. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Love you guys. See you then.